Good morning, folks. Welcome to the Slaughterhouse. It might not be morning where you are, but it is definitely morning here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Once again, walking around a classroom that has no students in it whatsoever because we are currently distance learning because COVID is bad. And I think that really just, you know, segues us perfectly right into what I'm going to talk about today. COVID. I got some slow, snowy jazz playing in the background that you may hear. But I have a lot of thoughts and concerns about COVID and the response to COVID. I want to look at it from two stances. I want to look at the current stance. And I also want to look at how we have viewed COVID in the past and how we have dealt with it and how we have, you know, looked at such things as, you know, oh, I don't know, diseases in general, and how the United States has responded. But I start with the history lesson. Because history is so key, it's so important to any aspect of dealing with a pandemic, dealing with the social aspect, that, you know, directly affects everyone. Like, there's nobody that isn't affected in the world by COVID, all right? COVID doesn't differentiate whether you're rich, you're poor, you're black, you're white, Hispanic, Asian, doesn't matter who you are, you can catch it. Now, the thing is, society, though, has made it matter who you are. If you're wealthy, you have a better chance of surviving COVID. Currently, as statistics shows, if you're African-American, Hispanic, or Asian, or Native American, you have a higher chance of catching COVID and not getting the proper medical treatment you need to, you know, survive it. So this makes me wonder, why? Why does a disease that does not differentiate who you are make a society differentiate who we are when we treat it? That makes no sense to me whatsoever. It kind of baffles me. It makes me sit there and go, hey, here's a human being in front of you who has a disease, and they should get the best treatment possible to try and fight that disease. But because of their social status, but because of the color of their skin, because of their gender, they lack the support. That is so desperately needed when dealing with such a thing as a pandemic as COVID. Now, good folks, I've always tried to not be biased in all of my things that I, you know, try and say and try and do and make us look at it from a perspective that, you know, doesn't have those biases. But I feel like we've, we've stepped into a realm. We've stepped into a story that nobody can turn away from without some bias. And, you know, its whole entire demeanor as a disease, COVID has killed hundreds of thousands of people infected millions and yet we still can't beat it which blows my mind but I do digress just a tad bit and I take you into my world there's a chair I set in front of my students and I look out at them and I you know ponder what they're thinking their thoughts and when you say the word COVID it causes some crazy responses. I have a few students who believe that COVID is not real, that it doesn't exist, 
and that this is all just made up by the government. Then I have, you know, the students who say that I understand COVID's here, but I have rights and the government cannot tread upon my rights as individuals. I don't have to get vaccinated. I don't have to wear a mask. I don't have to do those things because those are my liberties. Then I have others who sit here terrified because they have compromised immune systems. And they live in a household where they would like to get vaccinated, but their parents do not allow them to because they are underage and they can't make the choice too. I have several students who are vaccinated, who think it's the right thing to do. They think it's important. They think that it's their responsibility to fight this disease, to fight this pandemic. And they've shouldered responsibility for it. It blows my mind. Just how we look at our generation, look at our kids that we're influencing, how they deal with pandemic. First thing I want to bring up is the history lesson. The first thing is the history lesson. Back in 1920, 1922, we had this thing called the Spanish flu. Now, what's very ironic is the Spanish flu didn't actually come from Spain. It came from Kansas, where a lot of soldiers on a face got sick, it spread. It spread quickly, and next thing you know, we're in a pandemic. We're in this flu pandemic where a lot of young people are getting sick and they're dying. The elderly are dying. Everyone's dying, and there's nothing really that can be done except trying to solve the problem. And what I feel is so different between history back in 1920 to history now is that when we look at 1920, few variables happened, all right? In the city of Philadelphia, city of Philadelphia had less than a thousand flu cases, but the next day they decided to throw a parade, you know, welcome back all the troops, all the, you know, soldiers that have been gone, they wanted to celebrate, so they celebrated, and literally from that one day of celebrating, they went from having a hundred cases to over 10,000 cases, and they realized, oh, it spreads when people are around people, people started to look and say, hey, what can we do? Now, you know what's crazy? Is you know what helped end the flu pandemic? Vaccines and masks. Those are two things that helped end the flu pandemic, but I think there's also a third factor. American mentality at that time was very different. They had these ideologies that, you know, we're not going to be politically divided. We're going to come together as a country and save our people. We're going to come together as a country and we're going to fight to preserve the freedoms we fought for by saving the lives of our fellow man. That, that blows my mind that back in the 1920, I get that you don't have the government mistrust that we have today. I get that you don't have the mass influx of misinformation. But I do get that we are still Americans. We are still human beings. We still have a general goodness about us. And that's what worries me, is we have the ability to have the mentality of 1920. We have the ability to have that gumption, that desire, that drive to fight a disease together, to band together as Americans, to band together as individuals, to band together as mothers, fathers, daughters, sisters, brothers, aunts, uncles, to realize we are family, and that is thicker than any political view. 
This is why I'm very disheartened this time. I told you those four responses I have in my classroom. The first group of people that say COVID's not real. When they ask me about it and they say, Mr. Slaughter, COVID's not real. What do you think about that? I say, well, if it's not real, there's something happening. There's something out there, even if it's not COVID, even if it's not the flu, there's something out there that is killing people and making them very sick. And that cannot be denied. They can't not stop and say, hey, there's a lot of people dying. There's a lot of people sick. I say there's something going on and we need to do something about it. Now, the second group of people say, you know, it's my rights. I don't have to get vaccinated. I don't have to wear masks. This is all true. I remember listening to a podcast where anti-vaxxers and anti-maskers would go into stores that had mask mandates or vaccine mandates, and they would protest without their masks and get up in the workers' faces. And I remember one of the things they said was that one of the workers just looked so tired when this group walked in. They just looked exhausted. There are so many people who are trying to do good in this world. We don't make need to make it any harder for them. If you have these beliefs that where you don't have to do certain things, that's fine. But isn't it their right too? Then have their beliefs. Isn't it their right too, though, also to know that as Americans, they're supported by their fellow man? Are they also able to say, hey, I wear a mask because it keeps me safe. I have family members at home that I don't want to bring this home to. Please stop. I feel like that's a perfectly reasonable request. I remember at the beginning of the year, I was told that at school, I'm not allowed to encourage children to wear masks because it's discrimination. It discriminates against them, which I, I didn't get to clarify. What, what do you mean that to ask someone to wear a mask is discriminating? Because when you think of the word discrimination, you go to certain time periods in history. You go to Native Americans, you go to... Japanese Americans during World War II, you go to African Americans, and discrimination is literally publicly, you know, going out and to make fun of or break down or tear down someone's values, ideologies, who they are because of what they represent. I did not know saying, hey, you know, I think we should wear masks because it keeps us safer, was connected with that form of discrimination. I don't understand it. I don't get why we as America can't come together and fight this disease together. Why we cannot grow stronger from this. Instead, we become more divided. That person that says it's my freedom, I get that you want to say that. But the thing is, freedom doesn't exist if we don't exist. Freedom is coming together because we have that ability to. Freedom isn't an individual. It's a community. It's a community working together to find a resolution, to find an answer to the problems that are there. Freedom is so much more than an individual's rights. 
we stand and we make this foundation of freedom as this is my freedom of choice. But in reality, that is not truly what freedom is. Freedom is the ability to be more than just one person. It is the ability to literally unify and fight as one. What's beautiful about freedom is we can be different, but we can still be the same. We may have different ideologies, but we are free to agree to disagree and fight for a common cause. We are free to compromise. We are free to think about others, not just ourselves. There is so much more to freedom than individual rights. And I don't know when we got away from that. Because I'll be honest with you, freedom took more than one person. To fight for our freedoms, to become free, took thousands of people working together for a common goal. That is what is represented by freedom. Now, the third person who says, you know, I'm scared. Because I have a different belief system than the people who are in charge of making the decisions for me. So I can't feel safe. I don't feel like that's a good thing. I don't feel like that's fair. I don't feel like that's... I don't feel like it's justified. Their fear is so true. It is so real. And that's very daunting. Very daunting. Because here are kids who are like-minded to say i want to help fight i want to help keep people safe i want to keep myself safe i want to keep my family safe and they're being denied that because of political views because of misinformation now those people that went and got vaccinated and those people that went and you know wear a mask and do everything they can i applaud them because that's their choice that's their right but I think there's a really big group that's not being recognized at all. And we have turned against them. Because we are tired. We are exhausted. I get it. We're tired of COVID. We're tired of this constant pandemic stealing our normalcy from our lives. But we have literally turned on the very group of people who are fighting to keep us alive. And when I say that, I say frontline workers, from nurses, doctors, teachers, people in the grocery store who are making sure there's food on the shelves for us to go buy, people who respond to emergencies, firefighters, policemen, EMS, all of these people are exhausted. They are tired. They are dying. One in five people in the medical field have left due to burnout. And many more are right on the edge, right on the verge. You don't want to wear a mask. You don't want to get vaccinated. Then keep yourself healthy so you don't end up in a hospital. Because here's the thing. You're going to go into that hospital. And you're going to be one more bed, one more hour, one more night, one more sleepless occasion. Because every doctor, every nurse is going to give everything they have to make sure you survive of something that could have been prevented. That's where I get frustrated. Our doctors, our nurses, I'm here as a teacher. 
Right now, we're closed down because literally almost a quarter of our staff is down sick for the entire district, the largest district in the state of Oklahoma. They're doing everything they can to find substitutes and just bring individuals just so we have enough bodies to stay open. They don't even have to be teachers anymore. They don't even have to be educated to handle classrooms. They just have to be a body. That's what we have turned to. Instead of facing this pandemic like we should, with the science, with the facts, with American pride in oneself, Americans' actual freedom, we have walked away and said, I do what I want, I'm tired, I'm exhausted, and I don't care about the consequences. Well, guess what? Our hospitals are overwhelmed. Poor people that literally love and care and shine in every aspect of their lives are dying because they aren't protected. I know I'm a teacher and I always ask my kids to give me time to put my mask on if they come to talk to me at my desk. I wear my mask religiously because I have kids at home who have compromised immune systems. I have a compromised immune system. I remember the first time I caught COVID. You know, the first time I caught COVID, I was so scared because the vaccine didn't exist for me yet. And I got very sick. Yeah, I didn't go to the hospital, fortunately. But I remember me and my wife and my kids did everything in our power to stay safe. But we showed up to do our jobs every day. Both me and my wife are teachers. And we tried time and time again. I don't know how many times I've sat up at my desk and the next day I know I have a student standing literally less than three feet away from me. Or literally standing right next to me just talking. Not giving me time to put on my mask. Not giving me time to get ready for the conversation. Because I'm sitting here going, did I just catch COVID? Did I get it again? Am I going to take it home? Because I have relatives that, you know, will die from this. But instead, we choose to fight for our freedoms instead of fight for each other. When did we lose who we were? When did it all become about politics and proving ourselves right instead of proving ourselves strong? I'm wrapping up this episode because, I'll be honest with you, I'm about to cry up here and I don't even have students in this classroom. I'm talking, you know, to a microphone and I'm sitting here going, what have we lost? We've lost so many great individuals with so much potential, so much to give because we've decided to make something political. Americans who have freedom are those who fight for their fellow man no matter what. Even though they may disagree, they may disagree with what is said, they still stand beside their neighbors, their brothers, their family, the people they work with. We're tired. We really are. We show up day in, day out, asking to do more than we've ever been asked to do before, especially as doctors, nurses, teachers, people that work in the grocery store. 
without their functionality, we don't exist. Without them putting in the long, difficult hours to hold kids' hands, to hold families, to hold people who are going to die and let them know that it's going to be okay. I sat here last year in my first full year of teaching at this school and I watched students cry to break down emotionally because they had lost their parents, they had lost a loved one to COVID and they did not know how to explain it. I had one poor kid, you know, he, he, he went off during one of my class periods blaming the doctors for not being able to save his mom. I've been to a lot of funerals over the last year to students who asked me to come because they don't know how to deal. I've remember sitting here having a conversation with a couple kiddos. I remember one said that she had lost her aunt. She remembers walking from the cemetery and her parents made the comment, hey look, COVID can't be that bad. There's not a lot of new graves. She did not understand. Neither did I. We have to redefine the American culture. We have to realize that there is more to this aspect, more to this life, more than ever now to understand that this is not a political game. This is a fight for survival and a fight for our future. We have a lot of kids who are not going to be looking at the medical field because they've realized if there's another pandemic, we aren't going to do what it takes to keep our hospital supported and open. We have a lot of kids who will not become teachers because they're tired of having to go virtual because the pandemic has more say in their lives than their school does. We have to draw the line. Here's what's even crazier concept for me, okay? And this is what blows my mind, all right? I know there's a ton of misinformation out there. I know there's a ton of views out there. I know there's a ton of beliefs. But here's the deal. Why don't we just try it? Because if we look at history, history repeats itself, and history explains tons to us that what works what ended the 1920 pandemic was people got vaccinated people got their masks people went outside they literally lived their lives in support of fighting a disease they knew could kill them they lived a life that didn't deny them their freedoms but empowered their freedoms they lived for more than themselves they lived for each other and guess what the 1920 pandemic was over Because we chose to fight it. We chose to throw everything we had at it as an American people and say no more. How about we try that again? How about we throw everything we have at this disease and put aside our ideologies, our beliefs, and pick up the ideology that we know what to do, we know how to fight this pandemic, and we know how to defeat it, and then let's go and do it. Why don't we try that for once? Why don't we try? Instead of sitting here blaming everyone, literally pointing fingers, 
saying that we're all liars, that we're all taking away our civil liberties, our freedoms. And how about instead we turn that mindset and say, you know what? Enough. Let's wear masks. Let's vaccinate. Let's go support our healthcare workers. Let's go support our teachers, our grocery store workers, and making their lives safe so that they can support us. We have to do this. There is no choice. That is what has to be done. We have to fight for our freedoms instead of saying we are entitled to them. I feel we can do this. Now, most of you will not listen. Most of you will not care because we've been set in our ways for so long during this pandemic. But somebody's got to spark something. Somebody has to fight somewhere, one way or another. Somebody has to go and say, enough. Stop doing what you want and let's start doing what we need. So we can save this future for our children. We can save this future for our whole entire earth. We can save this community. We can save our freedoms. I feel like that's what we got to do. That's really what we got to do. And if we do it, we'll be successful. Well, that brings us into another episode. Um, I've been looking for, you know, catchphrases to end all my episodes. And I finally found one. Yes, I'm stealing it. It's not mine. I'm a big fan of the comedian Stephen Fry. And he always said at the end of every single episode that he did, you know, on television for the game shows and other things, he said, he said, people, go treat each other well. And so, remember, our email is socialslaughter77 at gmail.com. I've heard from a couple of you. Um, we'll start addressing issues. If any of you have any questions, just throw them out there. We'll totally address them, try and think through them, try and process them. Uh, I'm going to start doing a uh, Q&A section. Um, that we're going to post uh, as a bonus to where, you know, if you do have questions about the episode that week, we'll actually start, you know, answering them specifically. Um, also, literally, people. This great earth, great world, great community, great everything. Go and be extremely good to each other. Have a good day.